Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. That's right, Jason Friday. And we've got another fantastic, well, it's a bloodline. It's a bloodline guest of yours. Uh, He is a musician. He also uh, was a teacher, a chiropractor, and a dreamer. His name is Clinton Robert Friday, a.k.a. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob, would you like to say a quick hi? Hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah, we good. We good over here. All right. We good. We're going to dig deep into, that sounds weird. We're going to dig deep into Uncle Bob. <laughs> so, are, you, are you licensed to do that? <laughs> that is coming up. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Welcome to season two. We are your hosts. I'm Jason Friday. I'm Julie Slater. This podcast is about facing your fears, digging deep inside yourself, and following your passions. We hope to give you a push to live your dreams. Now let's get back to it. And we're back. Well, um, I've never called you Clinton. Has, does anyone call you Clinton? Clint? Not, not that's living anymore, no. Yeah. Clinton Roberts. Uncle Bob. Yeah, Welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. I like the bloodline, uh, you know, analogy. Yes, there. this That's is a good. bloodline guest. <laughs> it's, it's it sounds like it could emerge at any moment. We've had yeah. a few. We've had a few on. Uh, we had Sean on. I've had oh. some of my uh, nieces on. Yeah. Um, we had know. Sir Charles Hudson. Oh, oh, that That's must right. Been a trip, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that kid okay. is Uncle Bob. seven going on 30. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uncle Bob, so yeah. you were a musician right out of high school. Then you Correct. went to college. Uh, you became a teacher. You lost the excitement of teaching. And then you went back to school to become a chiropractor. And then 38 years. And now you're retired. I know. What? The, it's like your whole life just flashed before your eyes <laughs> oh flashbacks yeah i'm a, a actually a woodstock survivor so flashbacks oh right no, you were at woodstock new. with <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. father bill that's right yeah. that's right bill and i bill and i went to woodstock well bill is of course a, a drummer and uh um you know i was a guitar bass player and we were just like thrilled to death to you know to go and see all of these really groovy people yeah uh, didn't you sneak in or something? Did you have tickets? We actually had tickets. Uh, and when we got there, the fences were all broken down and we realized the tickets were sort of superfluous. So we just walked in over the Oh, that's fence. so funny. <laughs> as, as did tens of thousands of people. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you just get like a brand new bug or something like that? Uh, oh, I, yeah. You wanted 60. Actually, uh, it was, was it one of those vans? Three years old. Pardon me? Oh, was it a, a bug bug or was it a van or is a bug? No, it's a, a 66 card? VW bug. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. What color? Black. Oh my nice. God. <laughs> it was very cool. I learned how to uh, start it with a key. I learned how to push start it. Yeah. Yeah. Too many times push start. Of course, being from <laughs> Buffalo, New York, you know, it, it, usually the push starts right in the middle of winter. 
That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you had to be there. It wasn't so funny. Okay. Yeah, that's not funny. And you also, okay, let's get to the, the sure. basics down. Okay. You're you, from Buffalo. I am. Now, I've heard from Jason that at one point you moved to Iowa. Did you move to Utah as well? No, 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 no. no, no I misunderstood that one. Okay. No, no. Good background uh, check, Jason. Good background yeah, check. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, no, we, we, uh, we moved to Iowa only because the chiropractic school I was attending was in Iowa, in Davenport, Iowa. So, uh, what year what did you move the, to California? Uh, California, nineteen eighty-two. Oh, that's right. funny. You and my dad uh, moved right around the same time, I think. They yeah. came from Florida. Separately, and, yeah. though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Came from yeah. Florida. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, my mom and dad from Florida, and them from. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize the timeline was. Yeah, like so, so similar. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, they're only three and a half years apart. <laughs> That's true. You know, in the same womb. So, uh, you know, why, why not move? <laughs> now, you, uh, you know, our podcast is about people living their dreams and taking chances and, and living their biggest passions. What would you say? You've definitely delved into a bunch of different things. What would you say overall has been your biggest passion in life? And has it changed over time? Obviously, mm, I think the biggest passion of all is to be of service. Okay, and it's sort of manifested itself in different ways. In terms of the mu- music, has always been with me, no matter no matter what I was doing. But when I did decide to grow up and uh, actually get a job uh, <laughs> other than music, teaching was of interest to me. Did you ever have dreams of being a musician, you know, and going on tour and all that when you were coming out of high school? Oh, sure. Yeah. Every musician has that kind of that dream of, you know, on tour, big, you know, big venues and all those types of things. Uh, that wasn't to be, I think the biggest venue we ever played at, we, uh, uh, we opened, we were the opening act, you know, which is like meaningless, but uh, for a group, <laughs> a group called Them, which had, uh, yeah, yeah. The lead singer was Van Morrison. Oh uh, yeah, that guy. I remember him. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting fellow. He looked, uh, he looked like he was annoyed. Annoyed and annoying, and I'll say this right on a podcast. I don't know how far this goes. Um, worldwide. World, worldwide. <laughs> oh. Hi, Van. I'm yeah. your best fan. <laughs> I was going to say, Mr. Morrison, are you chimed in now? I don't know much about him, but I have a feeling he's not cool. Well, I think he has he has trouble uh, allowing other people to uh, to show their stuff. You know, he's. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. You know, uh, but, but I mean, he's obviously a musical. Uh, I wouldn't call him a genius, but he is very, very good at what he does. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, but anyway, so that was that was the, the big probably the, one of the biggest deals uh, of my musical life. Uh, we also played uh, well, we played at Colgate and Cornell Universities at uh, some frat houses. And to our right was a guy named Link Ray and the Rayman. He was uh, a 50s guitar kind of uh, group. And uh, then on my left was Patty LaBelle. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And they're right. They were all doing these, uh, these gigs. This is before they really, you know, hit big. So that was kind of, that was also fun. And uh, after that, it just sort of deteriorated and playing with little bands across the country. Okay. Okay. So you were a musician, then you went on to be a teacher. Correct. Yeah. And I had uh, opportunity at the time to, uh, to teach inner city. It was, uh, uh, was a group with a group called Teacher Corps. It was a bunch of sort of uh, um, suburban type kids that uh, they tried to move into teaching. Um, and where was this? This teaching. was in this was in Buffalo. Oh yeah. 
Uh, it was school six on the east side, and it was a f- just a just a fascinating, fascinating um, uh, experience for me. Oh, you know what? Let me let me sh- let me show you something. Okay, we want to see. I, I want to show you. I don't know why I headed over there. This is my first class that I taught. Oh my gosh! Oh yep. my god, that is yeah. awesome! Great, Isn't that something? Cool and I that so great something. that you still have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, well, Even it was a very, a very intense experience because I had not, you know, I'd never taught. And uh, you have, you know, you get 25, 28 kids in a room from various backgrounds of consistency and discipline. And, uh, you know, you got you to gotta bring your A game. You know, there's, no, there's no B game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're all in or nothing. <laughs> you're, all, you're all in or nothing. And wow. uh, it, was, it was fabulous. And then I decided uh, after about five years there um, that I might get into administration. So I went back to uh, university and got the, you know, all the schlumbolis that you get there. And uh, so I spent two years, one first year as an intern. Uh, in a school for emotionally disturbed teenage girls outside of Buffalo. The, the, the guy that I worked for, his name is Ray Fortin, fabulous human being. And uh, unfortunately, um, while I was there, he passed away. And so the board of directors said, would you like to take this job? Wow. And I said, uh, sure. You know, so I took that job and I ran the school for about a year. And then I was going to apply to other places. Um, and there was nothing as exciting as that. But uh, at any rate, uh, that wasn't I wasn't going to stay there. So my old principal from the okay the uh, east side of town called me and said, Bob, how would you like to teach at my new school? And I said, okay, where is it? And it was on the a poor side on the west side of town. And uh, once again, fabulous experience. Probably the most fabulous. The the biggest takeaway I had was that uh, it does skin color definitely matters. But socioeconomic situations are really the thing that plays out most when it comes to opportunity and so on. And so that was uh, that was an eye opener for me. Wow. I definitely yeah. felt like I learned. I mean, I grew up, you know, in Michigan and then like, like a totally middle class, mostly <laughs> white neighborhood. Um, but even watching and it sounds very naive, and, but watching that straight out of Compton and yeah. Watching how kids, you know, when you grow up in middle class and you don't have to really worry about stuff, but you see how sometimes they don't have a choice but to do do stuff that's not great, you know, maybe illegal in that. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to survive. Sure. And, yeah. and it's pretty, pretty eye opening. Yeah, it, it is eye opening. And uh, anyway, so I spent uh, 10 years in education and uh, felt that I'd pretty much done everything that uh, that was of interest to me. I taught, you know, on both sides of town and then did administrative work with, uh, and so I said, you know, because I've always been interested. I started out in pre-med when I was in college and that ended quickly with the Vietnam War and so on and so forth. Um, my interests changed, you know, medicine wasn't uh, that important to me. Uh, it was more like getting people together and, you know, let's cut down on this craziness called war. But at any rate, it's, but when I left education, I decided I wanted to really wanted to go back into healthcare at some level. Too old to go to medical school, probably too lazy. I think I was smart enough, but, you know, sometimes those things don't count. Um, sure. So I had met a, a guy that was a chiropractor. I had a problem with uh, my shoulder blade. And uh, so I went to an MD and uh, he gave me a shot. 
and said, you know, call me if it doesn't work. And I said, oh, healthcare in America. Wow, it's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty intimate situation. Okay. Yeah. Take these uh, uh, opioids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exa- exactly, exactly. You'll feel fine. You're right. So, so the keyboard player who was in my group, he says, well, you, you should see a chiropractor. And I, and I had no idea what a chiropractor was. And he said, this is my chiropractor and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I went to him and he explained what he was going to do. He made a couple of adjustments to my neck and my back just was fabulous, you know. And I said, boy, this is, you know, I don't care what it is, hocus pocus or whatever, it works. And wow. uh, and that was my motivation to do it. Of course, I went actually, and I encourage people, when you talk about changing and doing different things, um, I went to a counselor and I sat down with this person and I said, you know, this is what I'd like to do. Am I crazy? You know, does it make sense? And we talked through things and uh, yeah, it wasn't crazy. It made sense. And I decided, okay, let's, let's do this. I packed up, I sold our house. We packed up two in the morning. We left. Marty, why two my, in the morning? Why two in the morning? Cause that's when we finished packing up. So catch so a couple said, hours of sleep and then yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> on the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pop so some I, opioids again. <laughs> right. it, it was pretty crazy. So I'm sitting in the front seat and the Marty and then Aaron and Amanda, who was just born. Wow. And the four of us, and we headed out to Davenport, Iowa. And wow. Managed to uh, to get through that. How long, um, what kind of schooling is uh, to become a chiropractor? Is it like a master's or something? Or? No, no, it's a, it's a doctoral level. Yeah. I mean, you, we get out, they call you a doctor, whether you deserve it or not. Um, <laughs> it's I did it in three years because I went I went just all, I had a family. I had to get yeah. back, to, back to work, some kind of work. And uh, right. playing country music just wasn't doing it. You know, that's what I, that's what I did for the, the three years that I was there to, uh, you know, keep the family going. So and you would then go after to school that, and then play in a band at night? Uh, I would go to school, come home, pass out, wake up, go to school, come home, pass out. And on weekends, uh, Friday, oh, yeah. Friday and Saturday is when I would uh, play. And uh, it was country music, so it really wasn't musically challenging. You know, usually three, four chords and, you know, the same sort of patterns. But uh, But I had fun. You know, yeah. I had fun. I, I saw another part of life. You know, you see, as Jason, you know how it is when you play in, you play sure. gigs, you'll play a gig one place and the, the uh, audience may be different than in, in another place. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, so that was fun. Then we, we got a chance to uh, take a job. Or I got a chance to take a job in uh, San Diego. So, you know. Wow. Is that, <laughs> so is that essentially what brought you there? Yes. Wow. Yep. Was California even on the map uh, before that, or was it just kind of? <laughs> oh yeah, California's always been on the map for me, <laughs> and for, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And San Diego was really nice because it was at the time it was fairly small town. It has changed so dramatically, but at any rate, and uh, so I spent 38 years there in a small town just outside of San Diego. I think when we moved there, it was 5,200 people. When we left there, there was about 20,000. So. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed being a small town doc. It wasn't there. There was not real pressure um, as there might be in a, you know, an urban. Was it uh, just like that Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, Michael J. Fox 
movie. Remember, he becomes a doctor. Oh yeah, after Hollywood or something. Uh, goes yeah. to a small town and yeah, yeah, it was it was like that. Sure, sure. I mean, sometimes uh, you know you'd accept uh, produce for payment. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, real. Be, for real, right? Yeah, that'll be three dozen eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. that an Alpine then? Did you yes. have that house for thirty-eight years? No, no, no. That, no, that house we had for about 22 years. Yeah. We floated around in various places uh, to live and, you know, rentals and so on and so forth, from the sublime to the ridiculous. But I think in terms of tying together some of the things I did, was a, a, a talk I had with my kids, uh, whom you all know. And uh, I said to them, I said, you know, the idea that you're going to do the same thing for 40 or 50 years of your working life is probably pretty remote. And so my advice was always be prepared to move, to learn more, and to do something different. And whatever you do, do not stick yourself in a job that you're not passionate about, that you don't feel connected to, that you don't feel is service-oriented enough for your life. And that was basically my advice. Sure, sure as hell, dad was right. <laughs> you know, so my kids have all done different things, and uh, yeah, and uh, those, uh, you know, that exactly. is really amazing advice. That, yeah, yeah. How many, and how many times people get stuck in something and they think this is what I love when we have guests on who actually have children because yeah. I can imagine, no, uh-huh. like, sure, for one, sure. even just for a single person to be like, oh, I'm gonna quit this career and try something different, but when you have kids. I'm sure it's like, oh, well, we got these kids. I can't do that. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's impressive to be like, yeah, no, we're going to do it anyway. Well, I think, you know, if uh, I think the most important thing is no matter what you do in life, even if you're not working, is do something that's meaningful to you, that sustains you, not only financially, but psychologically and spiritually and what have you. Uh, sure. Otherwise, it's a fucking waste of time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've yeah. always said that too. Literally yeah. everything you've even talked about just right now. It's like, yeah. oh yeah. And once I wasn't really feeling that anymore, <laughs> I decided to go back to school. <laughs> but but that's true though. Like you yeah. stuck to to your true passions and, and the yeah. love for what you were doing at that time. Right, right. I advise everybody to do it. You know, people they kind of freak out. Oh, what am I going to do? I won't have an income. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, well, that's true. And you have to be willing to take that risk. And because uh, uh, I can remember when I was going to chiropractic college, uh, we had uh, uh, help from the government. I forget what it was called, um, where we, they would give us some oh, food stamps. OK. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here I am. I'm a grown man. You know, I'm right. taking food stamps because I knew that this is this is tra- this is transitional. Yeah, and it's sometimes I will be paying taxes, which will pay for the food stamps for some other people to do that kind of motion, you know, that movement sure. from one place to another. So uh, although it was very difficult for me to take that help, sure. uh, yeah. I got beyond the pride and got down to the nitty gritty of, you know, the interaction between food stamps and moving on and, and paying your fair share and someone sure. else using the food set. you know it's that, that sort of thing yeah yeah no of course yeah well, you were yeah. also playing country music on the weekend i think there was a song we played you got them food stamps baby <laughs> <laughs> we really got 
Oh, man. No. What That's else so... is new? <laughs> so, yeah. now, so now, so then you ended up uh, retiring recently. How is retirement going? Because I, I feel like people have a lot of, I know a few people who, who are a little anxious about retiring, but you seem to have a lot of passions and probably well, tons I, of it, hobbies. And It was very, the first year was a very difficult transition because I had been working uh, since I was a kid with two paper routes, you know, uh, at age 12 until retirement. I forget how old I was when I retired, 70 something or whatever. So not having a job to go to, not having that connection was very foreign to me. And I think I probably lapsed into a little downhead, depressed kind of feeling, uh, you know, because sometimes we we equate our value with uh, our productivity. Terrible yep. thing, but yep. America does that to people. Sure. Um, so it took me a while to get comfortable with the fact that I could not have to work and not define myself by a particular occupation, you know. In fact, I never identified myself as Dr. Friday. You know, I wanted a complete change. So it's just Bob, you know, hey, Bob. I love Dr. And Friday, though. That's pretty amazing. It, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty, pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, um, so it took me a while to do that. In the meantime, of course, music, which has been part of my soul for for forever almost, I decided to, to try to put together a band. <laughs> oh, no. That's amazing. <laughs> and so the, wait, I got, uh, yeah, I met up with a guy who was an ex-LAPD guy who was a drummer. And then we put together like three, three-piece group and then a four-piece group. And we called ourselves the geezer tones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that didn't last very long because a couple of the people in the group said, ah, that's, you know, geezer tones, man. That's, that's too hokey. I said, okay. And so we thought about a name and we thought of this one, the Total Recall Band. Oh that's great because none of us had total recall you know we're all in, in some with some dementia going on and shit's going out of our brain uh so we're the total Plus, recall is it, man is it is it a cover band too right oh yeah yeah so total band, recall yeah. is hilarious yeah, yeah it is it yeah, is that's, that's why i have an ipad sitting on my mic stands because i sure because hell can't remember all those words <laughs> Hey, I've heard Bruce Springsteen uses a uh, prompter. Well, I'm sure he does. Yeah, he's probably yeah. got it coming in his ear. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so that that has been very good, and we uh, we made ourselves useful by this was when then COVID hit, right? COVID hit. Yeah. So about six months into COVID, we decided that we would go on a tour within the community we lived in. Come on. So we would play these we would play these concerts, one set concert. 50 minutes, 60 minutes, actually. Uh, and we'd set up in this cul-de-sac and people would pull up in their golf carts and come out of their houses. And, oh, it was it was fabulous. It was fabulous. Uh, hey, this one old guy, he says, he said to our drummer, he says, you know what? I haven't been out of my house in six months. So I just oh want God. to thank you for, for you know, providing that impetus to you know, get the hell out of your house. So, <laughs> you know, and start to, you know, interact with other people because that was a, was the height of, of lack of interaction. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh so that was great. Yeah. We were the, you know, a total recall uh, cul-de-sac touring band. <laughs> 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 and that was great. So since then, of course, we, and it, we all, that was, those were all freebies. Yeah. We, we, we were not paid. Um, right. But now, we, now things are back. It's time to 
pay the well, piggy bank. Well, you know, it's yeah, you know, I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind making a little money. You know how it is, Jason. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. side money. Yeah, yeah. Hey, anything. It's just you know, it's it's a little bit of validation it makes you feel good, and you're like, exactly. cool, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, validation. Yeah. Good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. So, how often do you guys play out now? Well, uh, in the summer here in Arizona, no one plays outside. <laughs> uh, right now, if I uh, consult my phone, um, and I will, just to give you an idea of what we what we do outside my door. At this time, it is 101 degrees. Oh Are you okay. missing that California weather in San Diego area? 23% humidity. Oh, you bet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, but you get used to it. You know, you can, a uh, human being has lived in, you know, you got people living in deserts all over the world. Yeah. So if they can do it, I can do it. I could. Yeah. Well, you also came from one of the coldest cities in the world. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo, New York. I've had both ends of the spectrum. I got a Buffalo, you know, terrible, terrible weather uh, yeah. to uh, Arizona, uh, which is very warm and spent like 38 years in San Diego, which has like, you know, God lives in San Diego. No one knows this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got a little place outside of San Diego. Keeps the weather perfect. <laughs> it keeps the weather perfect. And, uh, you oh, know, it, and if you're not a good person, he sends you to Arizona. And if you're uh, a real nice person, <laughs> he, keep, he keeps you there. Stay in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Okay, I believe we are at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere, Uncle Bob, where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even more. Are you ready oh. for this? Uh, yeah, oh, sure, sure. Okay, okay. All right. Um, now, this is, a, this is a cute but tough question. It'll oh, tug geez. at your heartstrings. Oh. Question number one. Oh, goodness. You've had a ton of animals, huge animal lover. I'm sure you've lost a lot of them over the years. If you could bring back one, which one would it be and why? Wow. That's funny. My, uh, we just said our cat died two, two weeks ago. Aw. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I could bring one. Oh, boy, that's a good one. Other than the one I have, my pug, lovely. Um, I would probably bring back Amber, uh, who was uh, one of the, the first dog we had that, that the kids were aware of. And uh, she was just so gentle, you know. And uh, so yeah, so Amber, we're going to bring Amber back. Nice. Good dog, good doggy. That's kind of how I felt, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love all I've loved all your animals throughout my entire life of knowing and of your animals but right. Amber was yeah was yeah. a one of a kind special one. OG yes. OG oh. Okay so I got okay. validation on that the Next question <laughs> Question number 2 If you could have been in one band and did one tour with them who would it be Stones Wow you could I still wasn't be sure. In the band now. <laughs> you could still be in the band now. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you're going to go Stones or Beatles Zeppelin? or Zeppelin? either one. Either yeah, one. Okay. I think I like. I, I enjoyed the Beatles um, musically. Yeah. Um, I thought they were just something. Well, it's a, a one of a kind. Some one-off kind of band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but as far as energy, uh, Rolling Stones, hands down. Of course, Mick probably wouldn't let me tour them, or he'd put me on the uh, the crew, you know, the setup crew or something. <laughs> anyway, okay. yeah. Uh, question so, number question number three. 
You grew up in Buffalo, New York. What's the best thing about Buffalo, New York that you miss? Leaving there. No, no, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Leaving. Oh, leaving. <laughs> uh, let's see, Buffalo, what's one thing? Oh, I think probably I miss laying on the grass in the late spring and watching the billowing clouds go by. And it's just that kind of relaxed sense of, you know, spaciness or what have you. Um, yeah, yeah. It's besides cool the fact, I mean, I was raised there. So, you know, there a lot of fun and they had some good friends, still have some good friends there. Um, so anyway, okay. Yeah, okay. Next. Question number four. You know how baseball players have a walk-up song? What is your walk-up song? Your theme, if you yeah, were walking I, up. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. It changes. It changes as you age. Uh, first it was, well, it's probably now it's start me up. Uh, <laughs> stop me up. Yep. Okay. Question number five, our final question. Okay. Uh, what's one of the most touching things that has happened to you recently? Something that maybe even surprised you and how it made you feel? Hmm. Besides this podcast and how bonded yeah, you are. Oh, besides, oh, of course. <laughs> well, I think uh, it was probably the passing of my, my cat. I didn't think that it would be that intense, you know. Uh, lots of tears certainly the first couple of days and the sense of loss and um but once again it was sort of a reaffirmation of the cyclic nature of life you know there's birth there's you live your life and then there's death and there's only two of those three that people really want to talk about you know we want to uh, but everything ends and and that's okay you know people yeah. need to say it's okay so it was so wonderful. Calming. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so that, I think, uh, is probably my answer to that yeah. question. Yeah. That's very beautiful. Yeah. Uncle Bob, you've been a, a treasure, a treat to have on oh, the program. Good. We I'm should glad. give a shout to Aunt Marty as well. How long have you guys been married? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, next, oh, next year it's going to be 50 years. Oh, oh wow. my God. I that know. That is I, so... Actually, I, and the, the funny thing is, is that we lived together for four years, sort of a trial, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I said, oh, well, then we're going to have our 50th year. And she didn't count those four years and then the 50. Okay. <laughs> Women have a strange mathematical sense. Okay. They could ignore four years of basically the same stuff that you've been in through the past 50 years, but only the marriage. That's yeah, the Jason start. and that's, I have been together zero, line. zero years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, if I if I were you, Julie, I think you're making the right decision. Don't jump into anything prematurely. <laughs> Especially by the Friday. You know what I mean? I know, right? <laughs> I know this bloodline. <laughs> we're creeping up on eight years. I oh, think there's gonna it? there's gonna be some. What is that? Um Common law marriage. Common law marriage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. How long have you been together? With a ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, that is oh. so funny. I was going to ask a musical thing real quick. Sure. My dad mentioned that you and him played with Muddy Waters. Yes. Do you, what is that story? Like, how did that, how did oh, that come about? 
That's crazy. Well, you know, going back to the, the kind of the, the social situation, black artists had a very difficult time getting bigger gigs than uh, other artists. And we were playing and we decided we'd go down to Michigan and uh, we heard that Muddy Waters was playing down there. And so we went to this bar. I mean, you know, it's like this long room and uh, there's a bar off to the right and down at the end of the room is Muddy Waters, man. It's very trippy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so we went down, you know how it is when you, you don't want to impose yourself on a, on a musician that's playing. But um, I said to myself, you know, you got one chance, you know, he can say no, he can whatever. So he said, sure, man, you know, <laughs> let's play. Uh, Did you ask to play with him? Yeah, actually I played, if I remember correctly. Now, you know, this was the time when not, every, not everyone had total recall for different reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, right, 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 sure. It's it, not dementia, it could be, it could be chemical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and and uh, that was. Uh, so this could all be a dream. We're not sure. Yeah, no, no, no. It certainly wasn't a dream. Um, but uh, another aside story. Uh, you, you know Trey Lots. Yeah, yeah, you, sure. You know, you know Trey Lots. Trey yeah. Lots and I went to school. We're both juniors in high school, and uh, but we love music. We love soul music. And Trey says to me, he says, "Hey Bob, James Brown is playing at New Skateland downtown." And I said, "Really? Hey, let's go." Yeah. So. Here are the two, and we looked, you know, when I showed you this picture, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's two little white boys like this, okay, going down to New Skateland. We went in there, and needless to say, on initial inspection, we were the only Caucasians in the place. Oh, right. wow. Yes, yes. And we were, just, we're, just, we're standing there, we're probably 15 feet from the stage, and out comes James Brown, and if you... They all called him the hardest working man in show business, and he is the hardest. Well, maybe him or Jagger, one of the two. Um, <laughs> but, it, but another fa another fabulous experience as a, as a youngster. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Muddy, can we play with you? Hey, you want to go see James Brown? Sure. <laughs> or BB King? Yeah, it was a bit like six feet away from him on a stage. But th these famous people started in a very humble manner. Right. Probably, probably didn't make much bread, you know, but. Uh, was that all in Buffalo or somewhere? Yep. Buffalo that was all in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. All yeah. in Buffalo. Wow. That is so freaking cool, man. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Is, yeah. Pretty, it, it, it's, it, it seems larger on retelling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, distance lends enchantment to the viewers and shit like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> Any rate. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Uncle Bob. Uh, well, you're very welcome. We love you. It's been a great podcast. Yeah, ma'am. Love you guys, too. And I love all your life advice, and I hope people listening uh, got a great chunk of advice. Some of it was a little <laughs> emotional. It's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, because, you know, that's what separates you from the from other species, is you got a, <laughs> just a, a lot of emotions. Yeah, man. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Well, uh, I don't know. How do we end this? We don't have to, like, you know, because you're uh, just going to. We say, yeah. wow, you're awesome, and we'll see you later. <laughs> 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 okay. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guests after they leave the room. That, Jason, was Uncle Bob. What Wait, did you think about that? him? <laughs> <laughs> he was all right, you know. <laughs> no, it's Uncle fun. Bob's, uh, he's. Unique he's character. a. 
he's a special one yeah no i mean he's he's a unique one and he's as i said before we even got on the podcast he's a one-of-a-kind uh individual that that is very special and i look up to greatly i have throughout my entire yeah. existence yeah i mean he went through so many i mean a musician and then he was a teacher and then he yeah. was in charge of schools and then he became a chiropractor and now living the dream in the retirement right. land playing in total recall the band <laughs> i love that so much that is so, i, I mean him going say... around during covid and playing shows yeah damn him he's amazing i know no he is i know and and you know he as he said he He's going to do that until he doesn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know, that, I mean, that could, who knows how long that'll yeah. last for. That could last for years, which is, which I hope it does. Right, right. Because he's a badass at it. He kills it. Yeah, that's right, Uncle Bob. You're a badass. I love you. <laughs> badass you. Uncle Bob. Dr. Friday. I don't know. I would want to wear a little tag that said Dr. Friday. I would want a parking spot. It says Dr. Friday. I always wanted a parking spot that said Detective Slayer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Doc Hollywood. That's oh, yes, Doc <laughs> That's Hollywood. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Which I originally said Michael Jackson. That was funny. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Spent a lot yeah. of years watching his movies. I know. I love him. He's, he's yeah. a freaking good one. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Uncle, you know, Uncle Bob's life, we just covered uh i feel like a fraction of it which you know maybe at another point we'll have him back on to talk yeah. more in depth on things yeah um, that was really great yeah i know okay it's, um, it's, it's freaking amazing i think it's a wrap another great episode all right guys till next time thanks for listening love you take care Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To Podcast. Tell your friends about the pod and share an episode on your socials. We'd love to hear from you too. Email us at Cuz I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.